Welcome to Rugged Theology, where we talk about church planting, theology, and drink coffee. So, welcome to Rugged Theology, episode 24, I believe. So, thank you for joining me. My name is Steve Daw. I am the Director of Education for Mile One Mission. I'm Curtis Rogers, and I'm a summer intern here at Mile One Mission. It's not summer, brother. Yeah, I know. This summer internship just keeps going on and on. Can we just call myself an intern now? Can I just be an intern? I guess. Okay, my name is Curtis Rogers, and I'm an intern at Mile One Mission. Congrats. Curtis just became an intern. Sick. Didn't even need to reapply. Well, pseudo (laughs) part-time. We still don't have to keep paying you. (laughs) (laughs) And lastly, my name is David Drover, and I'm a ministry intern here at Mile One Mission. All right. Well, and thank you. Thank you, guys. So it's Christmas coming up now, and uh, Mm -hmm. we were going to do a couple of Christmas type episodes. And so today we'd like to talk about the uh, about the song Away in a Manger. I'm sure you guys know it. I'm not going to sing it for you, though. No, thank you. I'm deeply appreciative. (laughs) Hey, at least Adam's not here. If Adam was on this, then it would go real downhill. Yeah, pretty quickly, pretty quickly. So, uh, again, uh, Away in a Manger, and specifically there's one line that we're going to be talking about. What line is that, guys? I believe it's the line in verse 2, of at least the version that I'm looking at right now. Um, but little Lord Jesus, no crying he makes. Okay. So, it, do you think that's true? Like, little Lord Jesus, no crying he makes in the Christmas narrative. Well, I mean, I guess for starters, looking at the birth narratives, both in Matthew 1 and then in Luke 2, um, there's no indication whether he does or doesn't, but I don't think that it's true. Um, although, you know, Scripture isn't exactly clear on it, but... Okay, well, so the Scriptures are silent on it. Yes, yeah, sorry, that's the better way of phrasing it, silent on it, yeah. Yeah, I would uh I would agree with Dave. I mean Jesus though being God was fully God but also fully human and as a result of that he does have human characteristics as well. Okay. So then why would this be important? I mean, why would it be important to first of all it's it's a beloved Christmas song. People sing it everywhere. Why would we be taking a bit of umbrage at, you know, something so beloved, a single line of a of a very much loved carol? I mean, I think it, it comes down to, well, I mean, I think probably the assumption of the writer of the carol was making the assumption somehow that since Jesus was perfect and God that he somehow didn't cry. Um, but the danger with that is that you know, emotions aren't necessarily sin. Mm-hmm. As people who are fallen, um, our emotions often are driven by sin, but Jesus wasn't fallen. Um, so, and people, you know, we're created as emotional beings. So just because Jesus would have had emotions or just say because Jesus would have cried, it doesn't mean that he necessarily was, was sinning or anything like that. Like emotions can be real. And in fact, they actually are human and not inherently wrong. Mm-hmm. I, I'm called to mind of the first Bible verse I ever memorized because it's the easiest Bible verse to memorize. 
I can't actually remember the reference where it is. I think it's 1136. Okay. John. Uh, Jesus, Jesus wept. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Hey, we even said that in, on time. Exactly. That wasn't even planned. Wow. It's like we've, it's like we've both memorized it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so it says scripturally that Jesus did in fact weep. And that's kind of a, it was kind of an important thing even then, uh, where it pointed out there. I mean, in John, he even takes, the writer takes pains to show that it was important that Jesus wept right there because mm-hmm. like see see how he wept but couldn't he have kept his friend from dying yeah so mm-hmm. i mean it was important that that there be emotions there yeah and and part of the, i mean we'll probably get a little bit more into this down the road but why that's important is because it's extremely important for Jesus to be both fully human and yet fully god at the same time if you at any right. point change that fully human and fully god 100 percent of both at the same time then you're you're getting into a little bit of bad territory there yeah it's gonna probably cause some problems for your theology down the road that's actually though only one thing i mean the emotions part is uh, is a sign of his humanity but also there's a sense in which there's a physiological reason behind that i mean the fact is babies cry not because they're necessarily sad but because that's how they communicate that they have a need right now that needs to be fulfilled and of course the first thing that a baby does when they're born you slap them on the on the bottom and they start crying because it's the first way they gain breath Hmm. i actually didn't know that oh i haven't had kids yet though i guess none of us have but no no uh, I i don't even have a wife so you know but yeah, so it, it is kind of important on two levels there that uh, Jesus, it's it's not correct to say that Jesus didn't cry, mainly because, uh, on two points, because first of all, it would deny his physicality as human, and second of all, it would deny emotion as human. Mm-hmm. Are there any other reasons why uh, him not crying would be, or would be problematic? Because I can think of one. Go for it. Well, if he doesn't, cry i mean there's uh, it makes it seem like we as humans shouldn't be crying because you know he is the paragon of all things human and mm-hmm. all things that are necessary and that it it would mean then that we can't we shouldn't be showing our need to god we need to be self-sufficient and i mean i think it's interesting we were talking about this before we went on the air uh, about the fact that this hymn has often been attributed to Martin Luther, but uh, a lot of people now are saying that it's most likely an American hymn. And there's this standard American kind of ethos of self-sufficiency that we can sometimes have that imagines that, you know, we need to be completely self-sufficient in order for uh, things things to work out for us as humans. And in our humanity, part of being human is that we are not actually self-sufficient. Yeah, G- Jesus wasn't a Stoic. I mean, that that's not really um, what and what we're meant to be as Christians either—to always hide our emotions. Our emotions are real. We are meant to, um, you know, you're supposed to be a type of fellowship that you have with other people and a safe place to be able to express those. Yeah, and I think we were commanded to weep with those who weep, mourn yeah. with those who mourn, laugh with those who laugh. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not adequate for us to be able to say that, you know, it it seems problematic to be able to say that humanity is 
somehow less good if we cry. And I mean, I've heard somewhere that, you know, men don't cry or that kind of thing. But of course, that's a complete fabrication and obviously false in the most human human that ever existed, Jesus. Well, we, we have it on good authority of, in the Gospel of John that he did, in fact, cry. Mm-hmm. Oh. And not only cry, I mean, Jesus, there were a lot of different emotions attributed to him throughout the Gospels. I mean, you, you see over and over again that he showed compassion um, mm-hmm. or pity. I think there's a Greek word that kind of connects a lot of English terms together. Yeah. Um, also, even, I mean, well, actually, sorry, going back to the compassion and pity, like with the leper, he had compassion on him and then, and then healed him with the feeding, it's either the five or the 4,000, or maybe both, I can't remember the specific one, but compassion on that crowd, right. um, countless other times. And then, you yeah. know, not only that, he was also angry. You know, we have the times where he made, like he was literally sitting aside making a whip to go drive out all the, the money changers and stuff in the temple. But again, it's, I think it's so important for us to realize that, A, it's okay for us to be, emotional but our emotions need to be not sinful emotions so jesus when he was angry he was angry for the right reasons for just reasons because there was a wrong being done um whereas we often tend to get angry at you know for selfish reasons or that or the other thing and i think that's a really important thing for us to understand as well that again just that jesus his he was very very emotional he was i mean he was a human as we all are we all have emotions but you know, his were not marred by sin. And I mean, it's kind of shown as to how, why that's important in Hebrews chapter 4. I mean, in starting to read in verse 14, it says, Since we then we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. And so, and of course, that, that's the basis in Hebrews. The writer of Hebrews then says, let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need because we can approach Jesus who is one of us. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Suddenly I have a Toy Story reference going through my head. But... <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> But yeah, I think that's I One think that's five. huge. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not the Toy Story reference is huge, but the Hebrews four passage is huge. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, because I mean if like I mean boys jump in too if if I but I think a lot of the logic behind that passage is if Christ you know, since Christ was sinless, he was able to connect with us, he was able to be um to sympathize with us and also not only that, I mean we could talk for a long time and think about the comfort levels that that provides for us. Mm-hmm. Um, but the significance of that is even greater than our own comfort. But the fact that because he was able to sympathize with us, because he was like us, he was also able to represent us. Um, yeah. And even in Hebrews, I think they, it starts off with he was the high priest. Um, and that's so significant for the gospel and well for our salvation in total. Um, so it's super important that Jesus was actually fully human. Yeah. And of course, while be- being fully human, he didn't sin, of course, but he was still completely human because if not, I mean, I remember reading a theologian many, many years ago who said that that which was not assumed in Christ 
was also not redeemed by Christ. Hmm. So if he couldn't, if he didn't assume the full humanity that we have, our humanity is not redeemed because he couldn't represent us. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, but why would anybody then, because of that, I mean, understanding all this, why would anybody say then that, you know, Jesus didn't cry? I mean, I'm not 100% sure. I think in a lot of cases, at least for people today, um, it would probably just be based on an assumption of not really thinking through it very much. I mean, right. Away to Manger, how many times have we heard that song over and over and over again? Yeah. Um, and we totally love it because it's a beautiful song. Absolutely. Um, minus that one line. Yeah. But I mean, like, yeah, when you hear something so often, and especially I think with, I mean, it's not it's not something that would... St- almost give you a red flag unless you're thinking theologically so it's so easy for it just to become ingrained if it's something that we hear over and over again can also be a bit of a cultural thing like you know perhaps you think this mindset mindset of what it is to be a man um pull yourself up by your own bootstraps type of thing and and there's a place for that in some sense but there's also you know not a place for it like you, you shouldn't suppress your emotions but you also should in some in some circumstances, you know. Well, I mean, there is a sense in which we should sometimes, you know, uh, I guess say suck it up. Absolutely, but, absolutely. Uh, but and take responsibility for things. But I think the main main the main point here is that, I mean, the main point of the gospel is that we are insufficient. We yeah. can't mm-hmm. pull ourselves up by our bootstraps. We are sinners. We need Jesus. And if if we don't uh, see uh, uh, if we don't you know do. Uh, allow Christ to work in our lives, if we don't recognize our brokenness, our lostness, well, we're, we're, we remain lost. Uh, if we say we have no sin, I mean, Jesus actually said that to some of the Pharisees when they were talking, you know, because you say you have no sin, your sin remains. Hmm. Yeah. Um, and of course, that's going to be a problem for us, too, uh, that we do that. And I mean, there is a tendency, too, I mean, possibly a positive tendency, I'd think. Uh, some people just want to say, want to be really, really clear about this, Jesus didn't have sin thing, which is a good thing to be focused on. We Absolutely. do need to believe that Jesus has no sin. But in the in so doing, they sometimes uh, imagine that Jesus has somehow, well, if he expresses any humanity, that he's somehow less God. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there was uh, a heresy in the early church called docetism uh, from greek dokeo meaning it seems because they believed that jesus merely seemed to be human he was right. pretending to be god or he was he was god pretending to be human i mean the kind of people who would think that he you know didn't technically step on the ground cuz his feet were always you know a couple of millimeters above Just floating <laughs> around everywhere yeah yeah i mean uh, there's a there's a Neil Gaiman comic, uh, um, The Sandman, which talks about a time when an angel comes to Earth, and the way you know that an angel has come to Earth is that even though he's walking, he never really touches the ground. Mm. Yeah, but again, like to to just go back to the heresy there. I mean, the reason that that's you know heretical um, again is that idea that. 
Jesus had to be fully human in order to represent us. Yeah. Um, and in order for us to be saved, because if he, I mean, you can go back to our, um, I guess, episodes on, I think, the atonement. We did one on salvation yeah. um, as well to, to have a more in-depth discussion of this. But if Jesus wasn't human, he couldn't be our representative, which, well, means that he couldn't really be our substitute for us when he died on the cross, that he couldn't take our sin. And if he can't take our sin, then we still stand before God condemned. Yeah. Um, and hence... Which could be a problem. No salvation. We're just condemned. <laughs> So that that's why it is a serious, um, a serious thing. As little as it might be, is um, even perhaps well intentioned, um, it is something that is worth correcting and something that is worth pointing out to say, yeah. well, actually, this could lead down a, a wrong path. So, are you guys going to be singing this hymn this Christmas season? Well, that is a whole other question. <laughs> is the hymn totally. still worth singing? Well, I mean, this is going to be a kind of a central issue because, I mean, as was mentioned something that's very beautiful and very well known can you know cause you to think heretical things even if you know even if you're not really thinking about it straight out i mean i'd say you could probably still sing it to be honest with you but um maybe i don't know do something about the second verse there in the second line i mean the context in which i mean we'll hopefully eventually soon have a musical episode where we talk about music and singing and congregational singing and all that good stuff but i mean the context of where you sing it i think also applies um but i mean in terms of listening to it i probably you know i'd still listen to it i wouldn't be bothered that much or too crazy about um being like that but um the only thing i mean one thing you could do is if you want just to very simply change the word no crying to some crying he makes i mean you basically correct the error it still might not be you know it might be a little i mean you cry just like any other baby normally would so i mean you could argue whether or not the sum is the best lyric but it's certainly better than no yeah yeah and i mean it's clear from scripture that you know it, it wasn't mentioned that he didn't cry and so for most babies if they don't cry that's something to notice yeah. So it's unlikely that he didn't cry. Yeah. So yeah. Um any other comments on this? No, I feel I mean I feel like we might be a bit of a shorter episode, although I think a lot of our Christmas episodes may be a little shorter, so for anybody viewing, um we might have a bit of a lighter December, but And anybody viewing you should recognize that this is an audio podcast. Right. I'm really bad listening. (laughs) I'm really bad for that. I always say viewing or watching instead of listening or hearing. It's because I never list I I always like to watch. But anyways. Oh well. Raised on television, I tell you. (laughs) Exactly. Anyway, uh, so this is the first of our Christmas episodes. We will try to be doing some more Christmas episodes as we go along. Uh, if you have any questions or comments or anything like that, you can always drop us a line. Check us out at mileonemission.ca. Um, and the podcast is available uh, pretty much everywhere. Um, yeah. Yeah. And for next week's episode, you can look forward to some scripture screw-ups. Okay. That's yeah. It's going to be fun. Anyway, so thank you very much and uh, have a great day. You have been listening to Rugged Theology. Rugged Theology is a podcast of Mile One Mission. If you'd like to know more about Mile One Mission and our work in Newfoundland, 
please visit us at www.mile1mission.ca.